these personalities will be become bigger than TV wow. shows. So if you're listening to this right now and you have like aspirations to be like a speaker, a newscaster, start do early. It. Do it now. Do it because like I'm predicting that that's going to be big. All right, guys. So this is episode three of the flip side. I'm very excited. We've been on a very good roll. One, Christian, I appreciate you sharing it to all your friends and I appreciate all the feedback that you've been able to get. Um, what's your thoughts on the first you know, one or two episodes, Christian? Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, dude, we, we hit the ground, right? First two episodes, we, I don't know if we can even top it. The first two episodes are so good. Like this, this is going to come out after episode two is out. But for us Correct. at the moment, episode two isn't now. But episode two, I liked it. I liked it. But um, yeah, thank you so much for everyone for giving your feedback. Um, thoroughly appreciate those, and we're going to take it into take it on board and um, gradually improve. You know, um, slowly, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, it's 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 an upward curve, upward curve. That's the goal. Um, I want to introduce you guys to Steven. Steven's one of my associates. He's been helping out his join to sort of help me with the screen. Um, he's going to be like searching things up and sort of giving you guys a visual um, to add context to what we're talking about if you guys are watching from YouTube. So yeah, say hi to everyone, Steven. Hi, I'm Steven and I'm Andy's intern. I look forward to, you know, I would like to thank Andy for this opportunity and I'll try my hardest to give you guys a visual rep- representation of what Andy and Christian are going to talk about in the podcast today. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your help, Stephen. I really appreciate it. Because like last week, I was like trying to like search things up, give you guys a visual representation of all the things. And when I'm searching things, I can't be thinking of the reply to Christian. So by the time Christian starts talking, I'm just like, I just searched up what we're going to talk. I don't know what to talk about next. So with Stephen here, it's going to help a lot. But yeah, I really appreciate the feedback specifically. I think, um, yeah, everyone found it that they liked how it was pretty natural, flowy. Uh, I think um, one of the advice was to add timestamps. So Stephen, if you pull up our YouTube channel, you go to the first episode as well, go to the Adding My YouTube channel. But I think the timestamps, that was a pretty good feedback. Um, I like the feedback about the, oh, there's the premiere for episode two. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I like but the yeah, feedback about the, the nine to five, like versus entrepreneurial side and they wanted to hear a bit of both sides I guess what's your thoughts on all the feedback Christian yeah I really liked it um shout out to uh Yuvin as well Yuvin gave some good feedback the other day he said that he wanted to know more about what you do Andy so how was your week how, how tell everyone you know big big entrepreneur how was your week this week what did you get up to let's see did you, did you close anything off did you did you do anything cool so over the last week I've been doing a lot of networking meeting a lot of people um what else day to day i'm just doing a lot of filming um a lot of sort of just really updating the course um had an interesting circumstance where i recently got my hair cut there's this guy he actually found me through youtube so i met one of my recent barbers through youtube he reached out to me he wanted to learn more about entrepreneurship his name was his name was duke um so he sort of gave me a haircut and it was his last um sort of time because he's moving to New Zealand so it was the last haircut that I was going to get from him um, but what happened was he lives in Homebush so I was driving pulled into his place parked downstairs um, and dude pulling into the apartment like it's this sort of tall building in Homebush which is like um, I guess it's not the CBD not the city of Sydney it's like a second city I guess um, 
and the dude in the parking lot there's everything from Bentleys to Rolls Royces, McLarens, a bunch of Mercedes Benz, AMGs. And I'm like, holy, like, why is there a bunch of just like rich people in this apartment? Like, where the hell am I? Um, so I just pulled in. Um, I saw this cool, nice, you know, um, Merc. It was like a C300 AMG. Not, I don't even think it was. I think it was like a, it was like a coupe. I'm pretty sure it was like a one hundred fifty thousand dollar like. 2020 Mercedes car so I was like fuck yeah. I'm gonna park next to it'll be cool went up got my hair cut and when I went down yeah well, it looked exactly like this when I went down there was another Mercedes parked perpendicular to my car so it's yeah. parked, he, he locked me in and I was like oh wait <laughs> I was like why the hell is this guy locking me in and I was like maybe I accidentally took his parking spot holy shit I didn't park in the this visitors parking spot oh my god i parked in the residential area and the guy was just parked right in front of my car so i couldn't get out and then on my windshield mirror i saw this car and the car oh, he left your note he left my note he said oh god call this number to get out so <laughs> call this number and i'm like I, I got your card i think i accidentally parked in your spot i was like dude don't do that again why did you do that? I'm having dinner right now. You're causing such an inconvenience. Like, dude, like, next time you do this, I'm not going to come down to get you out. I'm just going to leave it parked there forever. I'm just going to lock you in. And he was pissed. So, you know, I said, oh, I'm super sorry. And he was like, okay, he's going to come down. And I was waiting for like 20, 15, 20 minutes. I didn't even know if he was going to come down. Like, I thought he might have just like left me. Um, so I was just like waiting. I was like, I wanted to go to the toilet at the same time, but I couldn't get out because like, it was like those like very high-end sort of apartment buildings where it's hard to get in and out. You need a card, you need someone's number. So I couldn't get in and out. So I was just locked in there. Luckily, he came down. I saw him. He was pissed. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. But dude, I love your cars. He had two of those cars. One for his wife, one for himself. Beautiful car. Broke his sort of angry face for a bit. And then I just like, he moved, he moved his car and I just got out. Like I didn't want to like cause any more drama. And then on the way out, I was like, I wish I could have like networked with him because like he's definitely doing well. Um, there's, I want to know about this apartment. Like there's all these nice cars around. Like what's up with this spot? Like why is there a bunch of just like rich people living here? Like I want to learn about the place. Maybe I'll move in. Mm. Oh, I should have talked to him. So what I ended up doing was I went home, I texted him. I was like, um, you know, hey, I'm the person that parked in front of you. Just wanted to reach out to say sorry for the inconvenience. My name is Annie Mai. I'm a 21 entrepreneur. I'd love to, you know, take you out for lunch or dinner just to thank, to just, you know, yeah, make up. say yeah. sorry, make up for the inconvenience. Mm-hmm. As well as I want to hear um, your thoughts about this building because I might be moving in. Please let me know if this is something you may have time for. And he replied with this nice sort of reply. I was like, Andy, Andy, your message certainly put a smile to my face. I really appreciate your words. Um, he said, yeah, he's down. He gave me, he was like, the address on the card. Meet me mm. there if you're ever in, in town. And then I was like, yeah, are you free Tuesday next week? Um, I'll drop by, I'll bring some pizzas and we'll have lunch. So tomorrow I'm going to be meeting up with him. But yeah, that, that's sort of what happened last Friday <laughs> on the weekend. Caught up with um, um, my friend Fash, Matthew Ng. That was pretty cool. He brought his friends. Uh, met this other guy. Um, he has a cat channel. So he like has a YouTube channel where he just films his cats and like he makes a killing of just recording and filming his cats. His cat? His what? cats. Yeah. 
It's like literally a YouTube cat channel. But I don't like I've seen this cat Instagram channels and they pop off like they yeah. 55 million. Yeah, like Jun's Kitchen that might be a cat's channel. Well, yeah, it is a cat's channel. Holy crap! Go to Jun's Kitchen. Go to his videos. Is that is this is that this guy's channel? No, his channel is something else. I don't oh. know. If, I'll, I'll keep it low key. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's similar to this basically, where they just produce random cat videos. 4.8 yeah. million subs for a cat yeah. channel? Yeah, and they don't have any face, like they're not in it at all. Oh and my. I learned there was a whole other side of YouTube where like, there's like a cat channels, there's like slime channels, like where they just like adults, like grown men were pl playing Dude. with slimes, but then Did you, you don't see the grown men. Yeah, do you see that average views? 20 million Insane. views a vid. Insane. What the hell? And like, for how Man, the mats work, <laughs> how the mats work is you get like roughly $2 for every thousand views. So this video has 20, this video itself made 40,000. The video that you're looking at, that video made 40,000, 40 Gs. 40K, just like that for a cat. Yeah. Show so yeah. You. Well, that was sort of everything on my end, Christian. What about you? How's your week? How's the new job? Tell me about that, man. Yeah, I started a new job. Um, what is it? Today? So it'll be a oh, week. Oh, your first day. Comes in. Yeah. Nice, right, nice. But nothing's really set. You know how it is when you join. Well, when you join a company, obviously, everything's got to get sorted out. Um, this here, this, that. But yeah, man, like, I'm just, I'm just keen to get going, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I think, especially for a lot of people who have been looking for a job or out of a job you know you're at home you're not really doing much you're twiddling your thumbs mm -hmm. i think for me it's more just getting that drive again get going again you know get into the rhythm get into the get into the swing of things and get started again but yeah like i'm what is happening man happy to happy to finally be secure be stable like that but um catching up on some recent events on the week that was although this was a little bit of a while ago 27th of August, so what are we looking at? We're looking a little bit more than two weeks ago, or just two weeks ago. Um, yeah, around two weeks ago. TikTok CEO resigned. No so, way. Yeah, the TikTok CEO, I forget his name, um, but he resigned. And I'm sure that if anyone was reading the news or anything, they would have seen that TikTok CEO, obviously TikTok was on, in a lot of hot water with um their platform being under scrutiny by Donald Trump saying that, you know, it's, a, it's it's an invasion of everyone's privacy, given that it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese based app, it's, you know, it's owned by Chinese, the Chinese um, developers. So Donald <gasps> Trump essentially said that he doesn't trust TikTok, given that it's owned by Chinese developers and that he wasn't going to allow it to continue to perform on its platform in America. And then there was, there was a lot of political turmoil surrounding TikTok and then the future of TikTok was uncertain and then you know with all these things going on you can't predict what's going to happen especially with Trump Trump is one of the most unpredictable unpredictable people probably on this earth right now right like it, what what he says goes you know what I mean like what with the click of his fingers he does whatever he wants so the, the CEO just resigned he just left and then there was talks of a TikTok buyout by Microsoft in the yeah. hopes that it would um be able to retain its American audience, given that the TikTok American audience is quite substantial. That you have a lot of these famous people who weren't famous one mm -hmm. six months, six to one, six months to one year ago, and they've created a living from this platform. And so it's you know it's quite scary for them. 
big up, big up Charlie D'Amelio, big up Ray on those people. But yeah, dude, it's like crazy. Like Donald Trump just whatever he says, if he says it, he can just close down the one of the biggest apps in the world at the moment. Like, ah, jeez, man, that guy, I can't deal with him, man. Dude, um, my mental Vince, he's he's pretty good when it comes to predictions. And one of the things he told me was like, dude, we're probably gonna get a antidote or what do you call it? The COVID solution? What do you call it? Not an antidote. Vaccine. Vaccine. Yeah, we're probably gonna get a vaccine just before the 2020 election day. Like. Donald Trump is going to come out with a <laughs> vaccine and he's going to be the hero, the person who saves everyone, and he's going to win the next election. Like, they're probably holding out the vaccine and he's, it's just going to magically get released and come out just before the election. Like, Trump is, like, probably, like, that level of, like, mind. Like, like he definitely has, like, a few cards under his sleeves to, like, win the next election. The next election. But is that not the most ludicrous, barbaric thing you've ever heard? Yeah. Because for him, okay, look, there's a lot of talk going on at the moment about the COVID vaccine, right? So um, if anyone isn't aware, recently Australia have been one of the first few countries to essentially secure the to mass produce the vaccine, um, the vaccine developed by Oxford University. I think it's AstraZeneca or something Zenka anyway, but it is essentially Oxford University and University of Queensland from memory being the two people, two institutions to be in the lead to develop the, a successful vaccine. And you obviously have Vladimir, Vladimir Putin in <laughs> Russia doing all sorts of madness, testing out a random vaccine on his daughter, which is God knows what he's doing. But yeah, like, so you have us over here, you know, we're trying to secure the rights of the vaccine. And I'd like to think that Scott Morrison was, he's like, at least in this, in this context of COVID, I, I can, I think we can all say that our state premiers and, and the prime minister have been quite open in terms of disclosing how many num- like new cases there are per day, um, hotspots, cluster zones, etc. right? They've been quite open. But for Trump to pull this out of his league as a, as a Trump card, as a Trump card for his election. Is that not the most sickening thing you've ever heard? People are dying from this virus. People's mm. livelihoods are at stake. This mm. is like obviously one of the biggest pandemics in recent times, right? No, I don't know if it's going to happen, by the way. It yeah, might not happen. But, but yeah, that's it'll be crazy. Like, yeah. The thing is, like, I know that it might not happen, but the thing is, I wouldn't put it past Trump. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can actually see him pulling such a stunt like that to secure yeah. his presidency in the next yeah. term. And it's just kind of like makes you think that if he does do something like that, obviously it'll all be played off as well. You know, it just so happened that we secured it now, but that's just the most. Ah, oh, man, this guy. And it's pretty crazy how, like, in the past, like, I don't know, two, three, four years, like, things just coincidentally happen at the like right time. Like, do I, I feel like there are people that have, like, that much power where things just, like, coincidentally happen. Like, all these conspiracies and everything, like, I feel like there's, like, a truth to it. You know how, like, for example, there's all those stories and, like, um, people like, yeah, it's just a myth, but people like, you know, it's a old story that's been retold many, many times because there's, like, a silver lining of truth to it. And I feel like with all conspiracies, there's like a silver lining of truth to it. And I feel like these people at the top, they have strings and power to like do weird shit like that. 
That's the thing with like when you say silver lining of truth to it, right? Because at the moment, conspiracy theories are running riot, right? Like they are going. There's more conspiracy theories right now than I've ever heard before. You're hearing things such as 5G is causing coronavirus,、um, COVID-19, and that there's a lot more conspiracies about the obviously the the creation of the、um, virus and how it was created and spread, etc. And like. It just makes you think, right? Like everyone, like obviously it's the minority of people. So we're recording this on the seventh of September on a Monday, right? So just over the weekend on the Saturday, there was actually protests and riots—not riots, but there was like, protests in Melbourne、um, for the lockdown in Melbourne, and people actually attended those protests. And okay, for me personally, I, I think、uh, I don't know for a country that had. Ridiculous amount of cases growing very fast. Obviously, at the moment, it's decreasing, and you know that's all because they are、um, maintaining their lockdown and staying indoors, etc. But for a country that, for a state that had increased, like drastically increasing cases, they're protesting over this, and then like I don't, I don't see the sense in it. They're protesting. They're saying, obviously, no one wants to be in quarantine. When we did, no one liked it. Right. Let's be real. No one enjoys it. But why do you want to protest about saying it's taking away humanity? Everyone is going through this together, and then it's all these conspiracies. Wait, it's winding up, and it's just—it's、oh, not doing this world any good, is it? It's just not at all. Dude, what's your thoughts on just like listening to like news and politics and conspiracies in general? Like, for example, like for example, what you said, I actually had no idea, and I feel like if I knew about that, it actually wouldn't make my life. Any different whatsoever?、Mm. Um, politically、yeah. wise, I sort of know like the basis of what people are talking about and what the left, the right wing, well, like opposing sides are talking about. But I'm not like a political person, and like I've had、mm. a friend like talk to me and like, dude, like knowing pol- politics is like something everyone should know、um, because you'll be able to com- conversate.、Um, but like, at what level is it just like waste of mental space? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think what your friend said, there is, like, it is true to a fact in the sense. Okay, I'll admit I'm not the most political person out there. I obviously keep up to date with the news as best as I can, but I'm not out here ex- knowing exactly what the policies are for each candidate,、um, for each candidate, the opposition, etc. Right? But I do think it's quite important for people to know, especially during the election. Who they're voting in, what they stand for, what they're promising—I wouldn't say promising, but what? Yeah, it is. It's what they're promising, what they are saying to the public. Look, this is what we're going to try and do if you elect us in. I think it's very important because that's the power of democracy. That's the reason why we have democracy, right? And you know, it, there's one thing having democracy, and obviously, yeah, freedom of speech is important, etc. But I think if people were more educated, as opposed to just immediately. Just disagreeing and just wanting to go against the norm and just because I don't know some people I just feel like they just want to be on the opposite side. They want to disagree. They want to be、um, saying no to people about this. They don't want to agree. They don't want to confide with societal norms. They don't want to confide with political norms. They don't want to confide. Right? They just don't want to. They just want to say no to everything. And I think those people. It's I don't know, man. I can get so frustrated over this topic because it's just like. Especially with this vaccine and seeing people protest, like people are hurting. There are, you know, there's healthcare workers, 
nurses, doctors, etc. They're working around the clock, going crazy. And then for people just to go out in public and protest openly like that, especially in Melbourne, when it is more rampant than here in New South Wales, it's just I, I would I would put it down to them being uneducated, but it's also them being educated and just being stupid. Just being stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know how like you just hearing about that just incites sort of anger, confusion yeah. into mm. you. That's mm. why I just stay clear of it. And yeah. then some people might be like, oh, you're being ignorant. But like, for example, if some, my theory is like, if something is important, you would find out. Um, and obviously I found out through you because it's something I didn't know, but you told me. Uh, but like hearing it from you and being able to go on from my day versus like, I don't know how much research you put into it to get to this sort of state, but rather than going through like news and listening to like some two, three minute segment or like reading articles, just hearing it from you and just being able to move on from my day is like, I think that's like the 80, 20 rule where I like spend 20% of my time and I get the gist of it. And I don't have to like mm. consume 80% of like negativity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So when you put it in that perspective, it's obviously, I mean, that's what the news is for, right? I mean, when you consume the news, it is obviously up to you how how deep you take it essentially or et cetera, et cetera, right? And for you to hear from me, who's obviously read a, like, I wouldn't say a lot, but I've read decent amount on it in terms of just whatever happened on the weekend, et cetera. It is one of those things where obviously because you didn't dedicate the time and your time into it, essentially, it's not something that you are invested in. I wouldn't even say something I'm invested in. I'm just... <laughs> I don't know, man. I just give up with these people. I just don't know. I just, like, oh, it's just selfish. It is just selfish at the end of the day. And I think, you know, we're hearing about how much the economy has suffered because of the lockdowns and people are protesting that they need their jobs back and their lives back. But, dude, it's the same for everyone. A lot of people are struggling through these times. And But um, going back to what you're saying about consuming news, I do think it's important. I do think it's, especially in politics, I think as... Get, I'm not one who's into politics, but I know that I should be more, under, not understand, but I should be more open to it in terms of understanding what's going on. Because, like the last few elections, I wasn't fully aware of what the political candidate that I was voting for stood for and what they were doing. Obviously, I had a good, under, a decent understanding, but you know, there's obviously more research I could have done. And at the end of the day, it's important because it's we live in the country what happens is what they say and what they want to implement and what they think is right to implement right so at the end of the day it's for the betterment of everyone but obviously there's obviously going to be people that neglect politics and neglect it just because they and refuse to accept just because you know it's an option for them they can just say no and they just want to say no and then, yeah one of those things yeah and like bringing it back to like conspiracies like, you know, there's like those conspiracies, like how like, you know, politics, like the left, the right wing, the news, the different channels. It's like this whole like show, like it's this show that just keeps everyone busy, everyone occupied. Like there's literally no time for you to worry about your shitty 95 because you're worrying about who's going to win the election. You're worried about you know, some, something happened in like a different state. You're worrying about all this drama and politics. You, have, you don't have time to worry about like, maybe I should like do something that makes me happy. Now that's a pretty big conspiracy. Like 
we probably just have a normal democratic country where people are just trying to like really get their voice heard and we have fair voting. But like there's like a silver lining to that conspiracy. And I don't believe it because it's a conspiracy, but I do sort of understand where it's coming from. What's your thoughts on that? So essentially your point of view is that news is essentially just created just to keep our minds at bay. Is that what it is? Like, I think that's what the conspiracy is saying. And I don't believe the conspiracy, but I understand the silver lining of the conspiracy. And the silver lining is like, the underlying message. Essentially, the underlying message is like, it's pretty crazy how like everyone is just occupied by like news and politics Mm. and they're invested in the story and they literally don't have time to just think and worry about their own lives. But at the same time, that's probably not the goal of like Mm. politicians. Yeah, I think with that especially, I think that's like quite far-fetched in the sense that um, I personally think that obviously there's obviously a lot of people out there that refuse to consume media and they refuse to believe what they read in the media because of whatever reason. But at the end of the day, the only way that we hear about certain things, the only way that we can um, understand what's going on in the world is by reading the news, is by listening to the news. You wouldn't be aware of a stabbing that could have occurred in your neighbourhood if you didn't hear it on the news, if you didn't see it on Facebook, if you didn't see it on here. So, like, whether you're one of those people who are listening right now or watching us right now that um, refuse to accept um, what you read or see or hear in the media as the truth... I'm not that person, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) We're not those people. Whether... um, Oh, sorry, yeah, I wasn't meaning you, obviously. I'm yeah. just talking broadly. but um, Or whether you're one of those people that refuse to accept, um, you know, being under the leadership of, of our prime minister or, or anything that they're just, you know, inherently controlling the masses through their lockdowns or quarantines. At the end of the day, right, we wouldn't, like I said with this stabbing example, right, that's just a small example, but it's true. If there was a mass murderer going around in your city, in your in your neighborhood, you'd hear from seven, nine, ten, Sky News, whatever news platform, media, or whatever you hear from, you hear from there, right? And you hear breaking news, you hear this. That's just a small example, obviously. Then there's another whole rabbit hole we can go down saying, oh, you know, the media is just feeding us lies. Obviously, what I, what I can 100% agree with is that the media know exactly how to sell a story. They know how to sell what they sell. Does that make sense? They know, yeah, they know how to sell what they sell because there's a lot of things that they exaggerate. For example, a current affair is one of the worst. A current affair, I do not classify that as media. I, I don't even know what I classify that. It's just garbage. It's garbage, right? That I can accept as being completely far-fetched, right? In the sense that it's not really news, it's just complete bullshit, right? But um, yeah, I, I personally disagree. I, I don't think that um, media is just there to consume our time. Obviously, I know you don't think that, but I think that is very important for people, even if they don't regularly listen to news or watch the news, just keep up to date, like know what's happening. If Like you need to know what's happening in this country. There was bushfires early this year. How did you find out about the bushfire? News, coverage, fundraisers, your favorite Instagram influence of fundraising on their platform. You And then there's people on Instagram. So there's traditional conventional news and then there's I learned everything from Instagram everything from like people posting stories reposting things and like 
on the theory of like if something is important you'd find out it's so true like if something is important everyone's just posting it on their stories mm. um and see it goes two ways because i feel quite strongly about this in the sense that i do agree that sharing using your platform on instagram facebook whatever the hell you use using your platform for a positive in a positive sense and sharing important stories breaking story like i 100% would not have known about george floyd if it wasn't for someone sharing it on their instagram story so you know whoever shared it on instagram big up but obviously that story blew up right but i wouldn't have known about it because of instagram and like you said you keep up to date with it on instagram obviously because it's how you go about your day to day life obviously you need to keep up on instagram being keep catching up with trends or seeing how ads are performing etc right but you got up for it on instagram there's also the other side where like sharing it is good but when you're forcing your agenda onto other people to you know for other people who obviously may not share as much but obviously keep up to date like myself I don't post ridiculous amount of stories but I still keep up to date with the news right in however way I can but forcing your agenda to people like in the sense that oh you know you should be posting stories or people should be posting stories if you're not posting the story you're not behind this movement hang on a second no now we're straying away from what's really important you know like we should obviously it is a big issue racism and all the other social injustices that are going on in this world it's obviously a very big issue but no one should be forcing their gender on people everyone should be very conscious of what they share as well so as to not spread misinformation um i'm rambling on here but essentially to dumb it not to dumb it down but to cut to the chase there was i think there was a case with the australian bushfires or there was a fundraiser essentially an instagram page was trying to raise money for um i think one of the like i said i think it was bushfires or it was george floyd or someone and it turns out that the fundraiser was not legitimate and like you need to be able to understand what you share sharing and the impl- the implications of it as well because if you sh- if you're advertising not advertising but you you're sharing that fundraiser thing the crypto text on Twitter. Yeah, see, that's yeah. an example as well. See, people can be so quick to just say something, believe it, share it and think that okay, the crypto wants a different different story. But in like taking taking that basically so what happened actually, to get yeah, context to is yeah. a bunch of like verified Twitter accounts got hacked like Bill Gates, Donald Trump, um all these famous people, um their accounts got hacked and on their accounts was like, "Hey, I want to sort of give back to this world. If you go ahead and wire me Bitcoin to this sort of number, I'll wire you back twice the amount. And mm. yeah, shit just went down. A lot of people lost money. People thought it was real because, of course, like people would think it's real because it's coming from a verified account. But at the same time, it's pretty yeah. stupid to think it's real. Um, and like, dude, like social media is just like crazy. And another thing, I was like talking about the George Floyd thing. When like people like Logan Paul, these sort of like famous people, when the George Floyd thing happened, they literally had to ask their like PR manager be like, "Hey, should I post a black box on my Instagram?" Like really? that's a question they have to ask. Like they don't know if they should. If mm. they don't, will it seem insensitive? If they do, it might not fit their theme. Do they have to? And it's like when you have all this following and this like all these people following you, you have a responsibility to like either spread positivity or like just like spread awareness but at the same Stay time mm. not really cuz like you built that following and the following is there for like the stuff that you post um mm. and like yeah it's just it's just weird the social media world where like 
there's just so many things going on like when it comes to like because i have this following should i be obliged to share this course yeah, exactly and yeah. like my answer is probably no but on the other side of the table it's like unlike you i don't have all this following and since you do you should take advantage of it and spread positivity Positivity. Um, that's yeah, sort of like the, up both sides I guess like the sweet spot's mm-hmm. probably like in the middle where you share what you feel aligned to and if you're not aligned to it you shouldn't be pressured to share it mm. yeah 100% I agree with you and I think that it's a very big I wouldn't say pressing issue but I'd say it's a it's it's, it's big in social media at the moment so you know with going back onto what you were saying with the um Bitcoin, Twitter, fiasco. So Elon, for context, etc. Elon Musk tweeted it. And so when Big Musky, how Big Boy Musky, when he tweeted, uh, if I saw the tweet, I 100% would have wanted to do, you know, put some money in <laughs> You know, that, that guy's mental. That guy's crazy. Knowing him, yeah. he would probably done like that's that true. and so I, I i read on i was listening to another podcast where one of these youtubers were thinking oh crap because elon Musk did it i thought i thought i'd do it as well and he was about to do it but then he stopped when he saw a lot of other people do it and it, it, it goes back to the thing where like be conscious of what you're sharing if you're sharing a fundraiser for a um natural disaster or for um, raising money for social awareness for racism etc it's very good obviously you know you're doing you're using a platform for good like you were saying earlier you know you're being positive spreading positivity etc but just be aware of who you're um essentially who you're pushing out and being aware that like if they're legitimate you know you don't want to be advertising and sharing there's so many organizations and like what i found was like dude apparently like 90 percent of charities and organizations like within those companies 80 percent just goes to like administrative cost wages and only 20 percent really goes to the cause or helping people like a lot of these organizations literally you're just paying them just to keep them alive and only the 20 percent really gets to where they advertise it gets yeah. to because like yeah and it makes sense because like for them to be able to print out all those pamphlets for them to be able to take all those cool photos for them to create all those ads to send to buy like sort of stands it's very expensive yeah. so your money is literally paying those things yeah 100 percent. i think that's how world vision operate i think they definitely operate under a percentage i'm not too sure exactly what the percentage is but they definitely do and it is just one of those things that they are operating under a non-profit, uh, sorry, a non-profit, and they obviously have to try and make it go through. But yeah, I think that's, it's just one of those things with a, with a um, charity, etc. I mean, those sort of things you can't really escape. But what you can escape is sending money to the wrong people and making sure that the money that you send is, that you know that it's going to go to the right people and the right the people that are going to use it properly. So, you know, during the Bush fires, it was the Australian Red Cross, you know, I donated and make sure that my money was going somewhere properly, like proper, you know, that's going to be actually used because I don't want my money to be, no, I don't think anyone that donates wants their money to be used for administrative expenses, but it's one of those things, eh? Like, it's just, just how it works. Dude, what's your thoughts on like crypto? Like I've heard that like crypto has been able to really save like those countries. Like, have you seen those memes where it's like Zimbabwe and like the guy is like carrying like a trolley of just cash? Because their currency is just like worth like 
it's just been so um, inflated where they just have to carry like like buckets and buckets and trolleys of cash to like that's like not worth too much. Where crypto has been able to really help those current countries with like one something that's stable, two something that they literally can transfer to anyone with their phone. Mm. And these countries, everyone has like a smartphone now. So transfer money to anyone without any costs, any administrative fears, no like gates and like apparently crypto is like really changing, like it's stirring the pot. Uh, yeah, I'm not too familiar with it, but it isn't, is it? It's pretty interesting thing, isn't it? Where if a country drives its own dollar value, or the value of its cash to the ground to the point where it's essentially close to worthless, it is quite interesting knowing that you know there is a crypto, there is an alternative. Whether it's obviously if you possess what I don't know, gold or like crypto, for example, right? It is quite interesting thinking that. Uh, I wouldn't say it would outright replace it or be an alternative, but do you think it could be an alternative? Do you think that it could just keep growing Dude, and growing and become imagine normal? like in one of those countries? that like people would have to like get a trolley of just like cash and trade it in for like one USD dollar. Yeah, and dude, one USD dollar like, is like worth a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that, that's probably happening. Well, it, it's probably the case in a lot of countries around the world, obviously. But, you know, if, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where if they keep on top of it, if they keep on top of their crypto, etc., or if they have alternatives, it just just a way out, just a way out. I reckon like crypto is definitely like the future. I think Bitcoin would never be used actively. I think Bitcoin would be sort of that nostalgic gold where mm. like there's only a limited amount of Bitcoin. Hence, it's sort of worth something. It's like nostalgic value. Um, I don't think we'll be using Bitcoin, but I do think in the future we will be using crypto because like as a business owner, dude, like literally there's a percentage cut at every single layer through payment gateways to like taxes to this and that like taxes of course is compulsory but like all the fees and then the bank fees the currency conversion fees literally you're just losing percentage stacked up on each other and it's mm. so inefficient and crypto just like cancels that all out so i do think it's the future right now i think it's too like to i guess to like primitive ghetto to primitive where like you know it's it's not really used properly but I do mm. think it's something that can really just like stir shit up, like just like how YouTube. Oh, do you, talk think, do you think it would work in the same way as cash would be traded? Essentially, the dollar value of a, not the dollar value, but the value of a Bitcoin would essentially be a dollar. Do you think it would work that way? or? I reckon since like another thing about crypto is one Bitcoin could be split up to 0 0.00001 of a Bitcoin. Mm, so okay. like once it gets steady you could have like 0 0.001 of a bitcoin and it'll be worth like that that's like a sandwich um mm. and then you could just like you know just transfer money everywhere just like you know how we just like tap and go everything like yeah. that might be done through crypto and we might find that everything is like five percent cheaper because now there's no fees like every time we go to a store and buy something that mm. store is paying probably two to three percent of all its revenue to Visa or MasterCard or Amex. And we never know about those costs, but yeah. they cover it. And as a store owner, I do too.
Yeah, it would definitely cut a lot of the, you know, non-necessities out and make it more. On the topic of media and just like the news, I reckon the future, and I think whoever jumps on this early would be like very big. I reckon as news gets more and more confusing, people are going to start looking towards individuals. Like for example, you know Drama Alert, Keemstar? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Drama mm. Alert's focus on like YouTube drama, but mm, there'll be like yeah. individuals that just give very educated, yeah. non-biased reports mm. and news, and eventually these personalities will be become bigger than TV wow. shows. So if you're listening to this right now and you have like aspirations to be like a speaker, a newscaster, start do early. It. Do it now. Do it, because like, I'm predicting that that's going to be big. Dude, I actually, that's actually a very interesting way to do, think about it. But there's obviously a lot of, I wouldn't say implications, but there's a lot of background work that would need to be completed as well in order to become, because say, being an YouTube comment, so there's recently been a rise in commentary channels on YouTube, right? There is actually commentating what's been going on. So you've got Keemstar, there's Leafy, there's a few on Instagram that just commentate on recent YouTube beef, YouTube drama, YouTube happenings, YouTube this, YouTube that, right? So what they thrive on is being able to be the first to report it. And people that, it just saves people a lot of time and they just know, oh, I'll just catch up by going on Keemstar, I'll catch up by listening to that. Yeah, I think it's a lot of very time. Interesting. It's a very interesting point you make because I've never thought about it like that. But then... There's obviously those questions that be raised by how do we know that he's legitimate? You know, I think what could happen is if... But how um, do you know news stations are legitimate? And yeah, the so best example would be... Yeah, the best example is Joe Rogan. Joe yeah. Rogan is bigger than any radio show. Him as an individual is worth more than a freaking radio show or a radio mm. network. Like, yeah. yeah, it's sad. So I think... I think the, I understand the premise of what you're trying to say in terms of Joe Rogan being bigger than essentially some um, modern media outlets and um, radios, etc. But for what I was um, saying is, I think it would own because obviously you'd need a figurehead who's 100% reliable to be able. Because if if you're going to be going to one person for news as opposed to uh, a, a media outlet, Seven News, Nine, Sky, BBC, um, SBS, etc. You need to be better, uh, on par, if not better. And like how? Because they have Here's hundreds of reporters. Have you used Khan Academy? Yes, yes. Why do you trust Khan Academy more than the Australian education system? Mm. Or why do you trust them yeah. enough to listen to Khan Academy? Mm. And why do you, for example, all those, you know, educational videos like, mm. wow, uh, okay. yeah, interesting. Uh, what, what's a box or like Vice News or like, what, like, for example, what any educational content on science that you've consumed from YouTube, why did you consume it? Because it's this little YouTube channel, but you consumed it and you retold what you've learned to everyone around you. So you're already oh in God. what you were about to say. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I never thought about it like that. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> it's my mind's crumbling. Cause yeah, I was about to say, um, 
before you literally, I wouldn't say prove me wrong, but before you literally provided the alternative side to my argument, I was about to say, um, obviously you need a trusted figurehead, you need someone that's going to deliver correct news and then yeah, like you're saying, how do we know that the current media is correct and how do we know that this is correct? And it just becomes full circle because, okay, personally, if I were to follow uh, an individual, it would have to be an esteemed individual who I'd, I'd say was one of the head people at SBS or BBC News, etc. Right? And um, it'd be one of those people who I can like, see, that's where everyone places their trust in different things and they view they view things differently which in turn makes them trust things differently perceive things differently so it's one of those things where for me it's i trust an individual from these networks for esteem networks right i trust them more as opposed to australian conventional media outlets and then oh, wow and I'm, I'm 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 thrown off i'm thrown off i can't i can't stop thinking about what you said no, i agree with you said like you know, right now when we watch YouTube, like we would trust someone that has say 10 million subscribers versus someone that has 5,000. So on your topic of following someone who you trust and usually the person that has you know, 10 million subscribers, their content is more well thought out. You could see the background behind it. You could see their sophistication. You could see that they've really done their research to put out this piece of content and that's sort of why you're consuming them and on your sort of point of view of like yeah. perspective everyone has different levels um, some people might never ever trust youtubers um, and some people would you know trust anything they see on a random sort of magazine so i understand where you're coming from yeah and it just comes down to the type of person that you are because obviously yeah like um a really, really intelligent, knowledgeable person could go on YouTube, start a channel about news, real news. And I wouldn't give it as much respect as I would listening to a BBC podcast or a BBC. I wouldn't watch BBC, like as I would watch BBC News, SBS News, because, it, hey, it's on YouTube. You know, hey, like, I don't, it's not reliable. I wouldn't, well, it's not, you, it's not reliable. you know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine five years ago, even 10 years ago, you might have said the same thing about like educational content on YouTube. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and then basically, I think in five to 10 years, people are going to be listening to news on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think that's going to happen. But dude, I was listening to Miley Cyrus's podcast with Joe Rogan and she said that like she would walk through the street and there'll be like news magazines saying that she's pregnant. Like news is just like crazy like that. And then it just comes down to who do you trust? What do you trust? Where do you trust? Why do you trust? I think why do you trust is a very big question that I have just started thinking about now. And I think hopefully a lot of our listeners will be asking the same. Well, I'm not saying don't try. I don't. I don't know what's going on anymore. My mind is For literally me? thrown. <laughs> so I think my theory is I trust everyone, but then when you trust everyone, that also means you don't trust everyone. Because let's break it down. If you trust person A and you trust person B, mm. that means you don't trust person A. And if you trust person trust person A, then you don't trust person B. So if you trust everyone, you un you don't trust anyone at all. 
So that's sort of the place where I'm at, where I sort of trust everyone, listen to what everyone has to say, and sort of mm. I'm able to then get the mean, where like I can average out all the extremes and get a mean. And that's sort of, you know, I'd, initially I would have just said, I don't trust anyone, but that just comes off as off-putting, but not trusting mm. anyone also means trusting everyone. I think that's an interesting way to put it. I think like how I interpret what you just said is obviously you allow yourself to be open to different ideas and different ways of thinking and therefore you don't let it influence you as being fact or fiction. You just take it at face value for what it is. And I think whilst that's a good mentality to have in terms of being able to be open, I think at the same time, you need to be able to easily distinguish fact from fiction, what is right and what is wrong, because there's obviously a very big difference, you know, saying this person's dead and this person isn't, or, you know, it goes and back to why I don't trust anything. A conspiracy theory. I don't trust but like, I, I feel, I feel like you should, like, I feel like there should be that amount of trust that you can, from fact, from literal fact, like um, gravity, gravity is a fact. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can be sure that there's, gravity is a, a real thing Come so on. if you see you know read that here from someone else's oh bang here okay the earth is not flat the earth is round okay so flat earth is you can hear some people saying the earth is flat some people saying the earth is round obviously if you're a flat earther don't ever listen to us again i don't want you to listen to our podcast <laughs> but like you know what i mean it's one of those things like i think you're right because like you, what my counter would have been like okay, if I collected all the information, 99% of the data would be like the earth is round and 1% of the data yeah. says yeah. the earth is flat. And then yeah. since like, but that 99% should be 100% because the earth mm. is actually round. So I see where you're coming from, where like, if I collect all the information, I'll get like 99% of the answer. But with something nah, such okay. as, yeah. So something such as gravity it should be 100% as you're right. Mm. Um, and I guess then my new answer would be, I don't, I collect the information and if it's 98% true, then I bump mm. that up to 100. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, that's a different, that's a good way of interpreting it in the sense that being able to, you know, hear people out, get their ideas. And obviously that's not a way to like certain things are just right and wrong. And I think, whether you or not you are a pessimist or whatever you are like there are certain things that are just right and wrong you know what i mean like obviously in 2020 there's a lot of things that are happening where people are saying you know this isn't right or that's not right but it, i think it goes back onto what you said earlier my mind is just blown i'm still blown you know you don't understand like i haven't stopped thinking about it because i was studying on khan academy for a lot of my year 10 9 8 science and I was like, dude, I, I, like, why did I trust this guy? It's because I think the main reason why is because it's the same content that I was learning in class. And if he was just teaching it, then I'd just be like, oh, it's the same thing I'm learning in class. But I never stopped to think about why I'm trusting my science teacher. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Christian, pull up your phone and let's go through our YouTube history and let's see what, what we've been consuming. So since I have my phone, I'll pull up mine. So I was searching up how to record Skype calls. I was listening to a Logan Paul podcast. I was listening to um, this guy named Eamon Gudzi about like what his 20-year plan is, two songs. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. 
David Blaine, Magic Johnson, that basketball player. So basically, I'm listening to all these sort of figureheads that I somehow trust. And I think the reason I trust them is because of their results, what they've been able to build, how happy they are, how fulfilled they seem. And that's sort of why I'm listening to them, I guess. Um, obviously, they don't have some like network behind their name. It's just they're, mm. them as individual I don't know. I listen to them because I think they're many steps ahead of me. And I guess that's sort of why I've been consuming Robert Kiyosaki. Um, obviously, sometimes I would like listen to things. I'll turn it straight off. Like, for example, Robert Kiyosaki is talking about like investing in gold. Like Warren Buffett's buying gold. Everyone should go ahead and buy gold. And I just click that off instantly because I know there's truth to it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. that's not my game. Like, I don't want to be the Warren Buffett. I don't want to be a billionaire by the age of like yeah. nine. Yeah. I want to go with the different routes. So like, but that, that content would be true for like the everyday person. Um, mm. So that's sort of the content I've been consuming. What about you, Christian? I don't even want to say what type of content I've been consuming. But I've skipped, this like, joke there's like, that's just the in-between. In-between, there was like TikTok videos because I was like okay. doing TikTok stuff. There was like music videos. There was like anime music videos. I don't know if you guys know that. It's like a montage of just like anime clips. AMVs. 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 Um, but yeah. yeah, the type of content that I consume on YouTube, it, it really varies. Like I have obviously the YouTubers that I follow, you know, you got um, KSI Sidemen. Um, I don't know if you know Strictly Dumpling. I like watching his videos. He just eats all day. But um, in between all that, I do have some, most of the how I educate myself on tech is from YouTube. So I watch a lot of tech videos, tech YouTubers. and outlets but yeah like i don't have a, i don't watch a lot of educate i don't watch as much as i should of educational videos on youtube but um yeah so why do you just watch those tech people versus why do you trust those tech people versus a cnn sort of tech review oh like okay i, I do watch cnn cnn is good but but as opposed yeah i know what you mean like it's more so that I personally find it more real because when they receive it, because I feel like tech is a different space because when they receive a product, whether it be a laptop, new invention or different types of new tech, right? They review it honestly as if they're using, like, because they're using it for the first time. They're just like a regular person like you and me. I feel like, you know, when you're reading a tech review from, I wouldn't say CNN, but it could be potentially biased because they could obviously have paid them however much or X amount of money. And I'm not saying that's not the case for some YouTubers because that could very much be the case as well. But yeah, it all comes down to perspective at the end of the day again as to you putting your trust in someone because of, I think you can, okay, you can put your trust in someone or you put your trust in someone when you become more familiar with them, when you feel more connected with them, when they are able to connect with you um, being the audience and make themselves feel open, vulnerable, you feel more inclined to listen. You feel more inclined to believe them and watch them. And that applies with Khan Academy because the way Khan Academy teaches and talks, it's so, it's 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 an, it's thrilling, you know? You're like, you want to listen because he teaches in such a way that he makes you trust him and he makes you understand, he makes you listen and he's open and, he, and, he, and he's just puts it in easy, easy terms to understand. And yeah, I think that's a, interesting way to think about it as well in terms of who you trust is based on how you consume their content how you perceive them as well if someone has those qualities that you just mentioned such as salman khan 
and he's talking about news, would you trust him? Someone uh-huh. is teaching you about calculus, chemistry. He's teaching you about pretty hardcore stuff, like, and you just take everything for face value. And you're like, yep, I know okay, that so. F equals MA because Salman Khan said so. Um, obviously, in that case, you could research and find a bunch of other people that says F mm, equals MA. Yeah. But most of the time, you just listen to what he says and it's just like, yep, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. And you're not double checking everything that he's showing you. F equals MA is a very broad example, but it's probably teaching you tons of things they just trust because of those qualities that you mentioned. My thoughts are eventually people like Salman Khan, there'll be like a news reporter version of him that's teaching everyone what's happening in the world and giving them his, their, him or hers unbiased opinion for you to listen to. But my mentor had this amazing quote that he taught me, only listen to someone if you want, they have the credibility to say what they're saying. Two, you're willing to trade places with them. Three, if they don't have an agenda, like if they're not you know, teaching you because they're getting paid or they're not teaching you because they want to, I don't know, pull you down or it's not like about like yeah, what their yeah, agenda yeah. is. Mm. Um, and those were three things I, I, I use that a lot. Yeah, that's definitely a very, very good way of thinking about it, especially in today's day and age as well. Like, I feel like when you calm yourself down instead of believing something immediately, if you say those three things or if you just think those three things, it, it really puts into perspective as well in terms of who you can trust, how you trust, why you trust. But um, look, this could, this could go on and on and on, but... I think um, we'll call it a wrap there, Andy. It's I agree. Uh, today, today is like blown my mind. <laughs> We've hit the 55-minute mark. Very good episode. I think we went into like the politics end. We went deep, probably yeah, deeper we than I bit, wanted. But yeah, I think this will be like a different episode. I think this will be a different episode for those that are interested. And I think it also shows a different side of us. People might be just curious yeah. about what our thoughts are when it comes to politics. So I'm yeah, glad that we were able to do well. this. Yeah. No, like, yeah, definitely. I think we did go a bit too deep, got a bit carried away, got too emotional, but it is what it is. We move on. Um, yeah. Oh, there we are. Thank you Thank so, you much, so Stephen. much, Really appreciate it. You've done an amazing job today. Love. Yeah. You've been on top of it. Amazing stuff, man. But yeah, guys, that's the end of episode three of the flip side. Really appreciate everyone listening. We would love to hear your feedback. And yeah, any last thoughts or words, Christian? Um, just want to say um, quick mention to the people that did give feedback because there were a few people that gave us a lot of feedback, really nice feedback. So um, Sharon, Levina, Yuvin, you know, thank you guys. Appreciate you. Big up, big up. Stay tuned. We're just getting started. We're having fun. We're going a bit deep. This episode was very deep. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.